You're listening to episode 13 of Science to the Tea. I'm Skye, and this morning I'm sipping on some peppermint tea. Tis the season for allergies, so my voice has been pretty weird. A dash of honey in this minty tea is helping to soothe my throat and will hopefully let me get through this whole episode. So grab your favorite mug and let's learn what's sodium cool about salt. You heard that right. We're talking about ordinary old sodium chloride. However, this communications paper is anything but ordinary. Today's paper was published in the peer-reviewed journal of the American Chemical Society by Takayuki Nakamoto and colleagues from Japan. It's probably safe to say that we've all used salt here and there, whether it be to bring out the flavors in your food, to add a little something to your margaritas, or to help ice from forming on your driveway. Salt is always there to help. I mean, your own body is dependent on various salts, including sodium chloride, to even function properly. So let's take a look at the structure of salt and salt crystals. The structure of sodium chloride is formed by a repeating one-to-one ratio of sodium to chloride, which means for every one sodium atom, there is one chloride atom. These come together to make a crystal that has a super pretty cube-like structure. But salt isn't the only crystal we know of. Crystals come in many shapes and sizes, like snowflakes, quartz, and even diamonds. These crystals emerge from a chaotic sea of molecules, forming a highly ordered and repetitive structure. But just how does a crystal form? And what happens in order for this structure to come about? The process of growth from this disordered state to an ordered one is called nucleation, and this is how a crystal starts to form. It has been theorized that there is some lower limit of order that emerges from this chaos to start nucleation. The nucleation process, where atoms gather and form the smallest crystals, has been studied since the 1800s. The theory of nucleation works around the idea that the assembly of individual units into a crystal structure is one-directional, a 2 plus 2 is 4 kind of thing. However, others have suggested that there is another process involving intermediate super-small crystal structures that come together to form a big one. But it has been extremely difficult to confirm these theories because nucleation occurs very rapidly and can be as small as a few atoms. No one has actually seen this happen on an atomic level. Until now. The researchers in this paper literally watched sodium and chloride atoms come together to form a crystal. Here, they used two new technologies to capture the nucleation events happening. The first technique that they used was single-molecule, atomic-resolution, real-time electron microscopy, also called SMART-EM. That was a mouthful. So let's break this down, starting at the EM of the SMART-EM. EM, or electron microscopy, is performed by using an electron microscope. Here, a beam of electrons is transmitted through a sample and then pieced together with a ton of physics and math calculations to form an image. This image then shows exactly what is happening on a super small scale. Here they used an electron microscope, but at a single molecule level with atomic resolution. So they were able to see atoms moving around. That's the SMA of the SMART. And finally, they were able to do all of this in real time, which is the RT of the SMART. And real time means that they collected all of this information and were able to watch the readout of the images as a video recording, literally as it was happening. This group was able to capture 25 atomic-level images per second. <sighs> Mind blown. Tell me this isn't one of the coolest things you've ever heard of. 
Okay, so the second awesome technique they used was a conical carbon nanotube confinement, which gave the right environment for the researchers to collect these never-before-seen details about crystal formation. This technique was actually invented by this lab. If you couldn't tell by some of the other episodes here, I love nanotechnology so much. So here they used carbon-based nanotubes, which are itty-bitty tubes made on the nanoscale. And these were in a conical shape, which more or less means like a funnel, big at the top, smaller at the bottom. These tubes contained water saturated with salt, and they were held at 298 Kelvin, which is about room temperature. The researchers watched as a few sodium chloride units gathered and grew to form a cluster fluctuating between a featureless state and a semi-ordered state. And then all of a sudden, a crystal nucleus would emerge. They saw this happen the same way nine times. The average time for nucleation to take place was about five seconds. They calculated that as the crystal got bigger and bigger, there were about 24 units of salt being added to the crystal each second. But based on the way the salt units were being added on, this process should have only taken two seconds. Why is it taking that extra three? They said that this indicates the probabilistic nature of the nucleation process, which more or less means that these sodium and chloride atoms are floating around until they click just right and come together. And even this process can be transient with the crystal beginning to form and then dissolving again. They saw through their experiments that there is an order to this disorder that allows the crystal to form. They first see semi-ordered clusters of salt units form, which then breaks down into a disorganized cluster and then reorganizes into a larger semi-ordered cluster, breaks down again, and then finally a formed crystal emerges. The crystal then grows larger layer by layer and gradually moves towards the more spacious part of the tube that can accommodate it. After this, a new crystal can form. If you think of it, please Google this paper from the description section of the episode and watch these movies because they are so freaking cool. But this isn't the end. The researchers next bumped up the temp all the way to 473 Kelvin, which is about 200 degrees Celsius or 400 degrees Fahrenheit. That's real hot. <laughs> Here, they wanted to understand the dynamic process of crystal shrinking. And the salt crystal shrank within one second. They saw that the crystal shrank from top to bottom and gained a little bit of width at the same time. And then by 0.82 seconds, the crystal shrank in increments until it suddenly collapsed into the smallest form, which they saw was a 4 by 5 unit structure. Now, to my knowledge, they didn't witness the atoms completely dissolve back into solution at this temperature, but this definitely shows that the process of shrinking goes in a stepwise fashion, just like the formation. I think this is the most basic science paper I've discussed here, but I want to say that research like this is so important because it helps us understand the world around us. It might not seem like it, but papers like these even help our medical field in the long run. The more we know about how things work and why things happen, the more prepared we will be when we start looking at the nitty gritty details of human disease or world problems. So there you have it. Researchers were finally able to watch the formation of salt crystals on an atomic level and collect meaningful data on these events. In the future, these techniques could be used to explore the crystal formation of other materials 
and help us understand our world just a little bit more. Yay! Thank you for listening to Science to the T. You can submit topic requests to science to the T at gmail.com or through direct message on Instagram at science to the T. Please rate or comment to help make this the best learning experience possible. Tune in next week for another terrific episode. <laughs>